to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 3. It is Eric Erickson here. Welcome across the nation. We're awaiting Donald Trump. He is behind blacked out glass doors inside a Manhattan courthouse, the criminal court, where he is being fingerprinted, being held in a room uh, with his lawyers before being taken upstairs to a judge in this courthouse where the judge will arraign him, read him the charges against him, uh, and formally uh, let him know what he faces. He will leave there and return to Mar-a-Lago. We're taking your phone calls, 877-973-7425. I want to spend this time, I was trying to get a couple of different friends of mine to come on with me this half hour, and they were all tied up elsewhere on TV and in other shows. So I want to do my best, having been a lawyer, having done criminal law, albeit criminal law was my least favorite subject in law school. Um, I, I do want to explain to you what happens here and the process moving forward. Right now, as I mentioned, Donald Trump is behind these closed doors. All the cameras, it is a, a singular camera, and the media has been granted this. We are waiting for Donald Trump to come out from behind these doors. The first shots of him, he will be taken in an elevator to a courtroom where a judge will read the charges against Donald John Trump. He will enter pleas of not guilty to the 34 counts. We will get a sense then when it happens of the entirety of the indictment. We have been leaked information. They claim, for example, uh, Michael Iskoff does from Yahoo News and CNN does, that these are 34 counts that are related to business transaction crimes that are misdemeanors, except for the 34th count, that is the allegation Donald Trump violated federal campaign finance law, which is a felony. By tying these misdemeanor business crimes to a federal felony, they get to extend the statute of limitations of these misdemeanors and upgrade them to felonies as well. It's a complex task Cyrus Vance, the former district attorney, chose not to engage in because he didn't think he could make it stick. Multiple Assistant district attorneys in the Manhattan district attorney's office have spoken publicly about the difficulties of making this case. Some of them venting their frustration that there were better crimes to do, uh, better crimes to go after Trump on uh, than this one. And yet, based on what we know today, based on the press reports, this could all change in about 10 minutes here. uh, That's what they're doing. This arraignment, they will read the charges. Trump will be able to face his accuser, which is the state of New York, uh, by the prosecutor, Alvin Bragg. He will plead not guilty, and then they will leave. And that's about it. This is a very anticlimactic process. They will then go through a discovery process. The discovery process in civil and criminal litigation is when both sides hand over everything, except this is a criminal trial. And the defendant doesn't have to do anything. The prosecutor must hand over every scrap of evidence, the testimonies of witnesses and the like that they have. They must hand it all over to the defendant, even if it's exculpatory. That is, if you have evidence 
that puts the defendant in a favorable light. You have to hand that over to them. You got to hand over everything. You're not allowed to keep anything from the defendant. Why? Because in the American legal system, you are presumed to be innocent. The burden of proof is on the prosecutor to prove you committed a crime beyond a reasonable doubt. A jury of peers will be selected. Now, what is a jury of peers? Once this goes to trial, and it's probably a year away from trial, Donald Trump can drag this thing out probably right into campaign season, knowing that there's a very good shot they will not be able to prove him guilty. Now, how does that actually work? Well, by uh, dragging it out through a series of motions, first a motion to vacate, a motion to dismiss, then you have motions to move the trial because he can't get a fair trial because of the jury of his peers. He gets a fair trial by a fair and impartial jury. But he can argue credibly that in New York City, he's a polarizing figure, 85% of these people voted against him, and they probably need to move it to Staten Island. Staten Island is the Republican hotbed of New York. Staten Island is the one area of New York Donald Trump beat Joe Biden. The odds of getting a uh, jury there is, is better. The DA can argue, well, that's a tainted jury pool on behalf of the defendant. What they'll do is they'll go through a series of questions trying to find people in New York City or Staten Island or elsewhere who can be impartial. They're not asking people to have no knowledge of the situation. That's a, a, a too high of a bar. They're not asking people to be non-political. They're not asking people to not have an opinion of Donald Trump as president. What they're asking is people, can you reasonably, without presumptions in this situation, review all of the evidence and the witness testimony and fairly and impartially in this instance about this matter, make up your mind. There will inevitably be people who decide, yes, they can, who really can't, who want to be on the jury. Maybe some for Trump, maybe some against Trump. The odds are in this venue at this time, in this place with these people, the odds go up that it would be people who don't like Donald Trump, which gives him a very good argument that he should be allowed out of New York City to have this trial somewhere else in New York. Now, it would still be in New York. And outside of uh, southern New York, the Manhattan area, Westchester County and South, actually pretty Republican state in, in parts of New York. Uh, you go further up into New York, outside the big cities, you're going to get some very favorable uh, juries for Donald Trump, people who support him. The question is, can the tax bases of those areas support Donald Trump? The odds of leaving the New York metropolitan area are pretty slim, just given the judge, given Staten Island would be a favorable place, or even parts of Long Island that have flipped Republican. Uh, I do think Trump has a very good argument that it should be gotten out of lower Manhattan, the sensationalism, the media of it, and all of that. But uh, they're going to be a jury trial. It's got to be a jury trial. And they've got to do their best. The system is not flawless. It is a flawed system. But by and large, the system still works. Now, when Trump goes to the judge, he's already criticized the judge. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. has criticized the judge. The judge's daughter, according to tweets from Donald Trump Jr., true or not, Donald Trump Jr. claims the judge's daughter played a role in the Biden-Harris campaign. So they will suggest bias by the judge. They can make a motion to get a new judge that this judge gets to decide on, and they can appeal it. 
Now, the question is, will they be able to work up the food chain in New York City and then New York State uh, appellate court system to be able to get a fair trial, to get a fair judge, to get a fair venue? Fairness will be the issue you hear a lot about by the Trump team as this moves forward. But going full circle here to the very beginning of the show, I still have a hard time thinking that the DA will have an easy case trying to tie payments to Stormy Daniels to a campaign finance violation, uh, and it's never been done successfully in this country. It's only been tried once in this country at the federal level. You will probably find a motion to dismiss this case by Donald Trump because of the underlying federal claim. That underlying federal claim is for a campaign finance violation that under federal law can only be prosecuted by the federal government. So how would it work for Alvin Bragg? He's going to have to provide the jury enough evidence to conclude Donald Trump broke that federal law without actually charging Donald Trump with that federal law. That's a fundamental weakness in the case of the district attorney based on what we now know. This, again, all subject to change in the next five minutes or so as Donald Trump actually formally hears the charges against him. But based on the leaks from the DA's office, that appears to be the nugget of the case, tying it to a federal campaign finance violation. Now, let's go to Vicki, who's got some questions. Vicki, welcome to The Eric Erickson Show. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, I just had a question because you mentioned that the prosecution has to provide all the evidence that they have. However, I've heard of cases where that's not been the case, and I just don't have a lot of faith that these guys are you know, going to be exactly by the book. What kinds of things can the Trump legal team anticipate that they're going to try to maneuver or, you know, how do they think they're going to win this case? Yeah, okay, so great question. Uh, yes, uh, the DA could uh, get up to shenanigans and not hand over all of the evidence. If it is found that the DA has not handed over all of the evidence to Donald Trump, including the stuff that exonerates Donald Trump, the case will be dismissed. Uh, you, you, the penalties are pretty severe when a prosecutor refuses to provide all the evidence. Now, the Trump team... We'll have to reasonably pre- presume that the evidence is there. They will have to prove that it's being withheld. They can't just make a general allegation that evidence is being withheld. It'll have to be discovered in some pro- in some way through some investigation of the Trump team that they've demanded certain evidence from the DA's office. And oftentimes what happens is you the DA hands over a lot of the notes of the interviews and stuff. If stuff is referenced and it's not in the documentary evidence, well, the Trump team gets to make a motion for that information. Up until the moment of trial, the presumption tends to be that the prosecutor just kind of got sidetracked, overwhelmed, et cetera, and forgot it. Once you're in trial, it can be fatal to the prosecution's case. Now, here's what's going to happen. We're waiting for this arraignment. I want to go on and take my commercial break here before they come out and head upstairs so that I can talk you guys through that. So I'm going to go on, take the commercial break, and then when we come back, Trump will probably be headed upstairs to the courtroom where the lawyers and a few observing reporters will be. Well, we are still waiting for the arraignment to happen of Donald Trump in New York's Manhattan Criminal Court, the lower Manhattan. Once this is done, he will hop his plane and fly back to Mar-a-Lago unless the judge changes that. Uh, This was a negotiated, what's called a negotiated surrender. They worked with the Manhattan DA's office to kind of do the who, what, where, when, why, and how. They had to coordinate with the Secret Service by virtue of the president being president, uh, former president at least. He gets Secret Service protection. 
The Secret Service obviously was not going to allow him to be behind bars um, for something like this. Uh, and frankly, uh, ironically, so many of these Democrats out there want Donald Trump locked up. And the way this is structured, it's not going to happen because of the way they've restructured bail, et cetera, in New York City. It, it, it simply doesn't apply. So you're not going to get Trump behind bars today. You're not going to get a mugshot. Uh, you're not really going to get anything. You're barely even going to see him until he takes the stage at Mar-a-Lago tonight. Now, I am being told, and others are also being told, that uh, lawyers will look at his speech tonight. It becomes a more serious thing now that Donald Trump is a criminally indicted defendant. He does not want to say something on stage tonight that could be used against him. He does not want to say something on stage tonight that contradicts a later defense because the DA will have access to the speech as well. In particular, he wants to be very, very careful now about attacking the judge now that he's actually there. Uh, that could make life more difficult for him. It becomes a, a heavier burden for Donald Trump moving forward on these things. Now, some of you have questions about the state of play here. Some of you have got questions about the process and the charges. Uh, I will do my best to answer those questions 877-973-7425 is the phone number. I do want to play this soundbite for you. This is Michael Cohen. He was on MSNBC early this morning. He could end up in prison. Based on your long years of service with him, how will he process that? Very poorly. Um, you know, as I like to call him sometimes in my tweets, Diaper Donald. We'll be filling up that diaper because he, this is not something that Donald is capable of either understanding or contending with. He, as you stated accurately, he believes he could control every situation. This is not a situation that he has any control over, and that's making him sick to his stomach. And you think he'll feel genuine fear? Yes. I think right now he's beyond petrified. This is just so much... I, I don't even know what you call it. Uh, criminal porn on MSNBC, wish casting, progressive um, fantasies on MSNBC. They they want Donald Trump to be miserable. They're trying out Michael Cohen, who himself has a a hard time dealing with the truth. Michael Cohen doesn't seem to be able to tell the same story twice the same way, which again jeopardizes the entirety of the prosecution's case. Donald Trump, I said, does have to be careful about what he says and does not say moving forward. It's why the lawyers themselves will be reviewing his speech. And by the way, that does complicate a factor here. Trump does best when he's off the top of his head. He's not bound to the written text of a speech. The lawyers, however, want him to be bound to speeches now if he's going to talk about this sort of stuff because of its implications in future prosecution of him. Will that suck? some of the energy out of the room tonight. Remember when he announced his run for the presidency, November 22nd of last year, a lot of people said it wasn't a fantastic speech. He does better extemporaneously off the top of his head. What will happen with this? Uh, going to be fascinating to see how this plays out. Um, but the wish casting of the left right now, uh, watching the giddiness and listening to the giddiness and commercial break of commentators on MSNBC and the like, uh, they really don't care about the underlying law. They don't care about the charges. They don't really care about any of it. They just want the man behind bars. 
And that level of prosecutorial persecution tends to make people, even people like Donald Trump, sympathetic. And you've got a mass amount of people who are independent voters who do not particularly care for um, Donald Trump, who may seem rather sympathetic to him. Now, that appears to be some of the Trump legal team just came out uh, from behind these police officers. There are doors there, and uh, those lawyers looking for somewhere to go. Uh, We're continuing to wait for Donald Trump to come out from these doors. The media was allowed one camera, and that one camera uh, gets to look at the door. Oh, there he is, Donald Trump. Uh, He's coming out now, straightened himself up, wearing a red tie, his navy blue suit that he typically wears. He stared right at the camera for just one second. He turned and is now heading towards uh, the elevator to go for the actual arraignment. There's Jason Miller, his political strategist, behind him, uh, leaving the room along with some of his legal team there. He'll be headed up uh, into an elevator to go to the courtroom for his arraignment by the judge. So the arraignment process will begin here in the next six to seven minutes. As he makes his way into the courtroom, his case is called the state versus Donald John Trump. And the prosecutor will announce the charges. The judge will read the indictment. All 34 counts will have the full sense of what's at stake. And then we're off to the races with an indicted former president of the United States who has been fingerprinted and processed and formally arraigned in Manhattan, the state of New York. Campaign trail just got a whole lot hotter. Well, Donald Trump is uh, formally being arraigned in New York City right now. He left the booking station of the inside the, the New York courthouse, headed upstairs to a courtroom where the charges will actually be read against him. Uh, As he walked out of the door, this is real good coordination on his campaign's part. As he walked out of the door, his campaign team pushed out an email with a picture of Donald Trump's mugshot with not guilty underneath it on a T-shirt. Of course, there was no mugshot. Uh, So what they did is they took a picture of Donald Trump photoshopped it into a mugshot and put underneath it the little placard, President Donald J. Trump, 45-47. Get it? 45th president, 47th president. Uh, 4-4-2023, not guilty. Please make a contribution of $47 or more to win in 2024. We'll send you your very own not guilty t-shirt for free if you pay $47. (laughs) If you pay $47, you get a t-shirt for free. How does that work exactly? <laughs> but, that, I mean, they're going to make a mint off of this. They raised $7 million from Thursday evening until yesterday. Uh, they're going to blow the roof off fundraising with this, and that's something that Democrats in the White House actually kind of want. Uh, there is this from uh, Jonathan Lemaire and Holly Ober, uh, Otterbein at the Politico headline. We've seen the story before. Dems grow anxious of a Trump 16 redux. They rooted for a scandal-plagued, overly brash Republican nominee before. They're starting to do it again. At the bottom, however, we find out uh, from the White House 
that uh, they believe that Trump is precluded at this point from gaining back independence based on what they have seen in their own polling. Biden advisors from Politico reading this are confident that swing voters are now permanently out of Trump's reach, according to four senior people, the White House. They have a difficult time imagining that a voter who went for Trump in 2016 but then ran away from him in 2020 would return to cast their ballot for him after the January 6th insurrection, several criminal investigations, and years of election denialism. Quote, what possibly would you like about what Trump has done since Election Day 2021? Biden aid mused. Frankly, they got a bit of a point. 877-973-7425 to the phones we go. Bill, you're going to be up next on The Eric Erickson Show. Hey, Eric. Hey, I've heard the Hi. two competing thoughts on why Trump made the payments to Stormy Daniels, one being you know, to keep it out of the election cycle and the other to avoid uh, having to admit that he had an affair that would uh, affect things with Melania. But what about the third option, that uh, which would deny that it was campaign-related but also deny an affair and that he felt he was being blackmailed and he just paid her off to get rid of her? Um, yeah. That would avoid both issues there. And yeah, my you second know, it, question is, what happens in the unlikely event he goes to jail? Does he keep his Secret Service protection? Do they sit outside his jail cell? Uh, you know, that's uncharted territory. I would assume they wouldn't hang out in prison with him. They would consider him protected, but that is uncharted territory. What I do know is that uh, no one has ever gone to jail for these uh, essential bookkeeping crimes in New York. They paid fines, even at the felony level, but they've never actually gone to prison. So have a hard time seeing that, although they're desperate to throw him in prison. You know, to your point on Stormy Daniels, though, that actually is a point uh, that, that I've been more dismissive of than I should, and it's actually a very fair point here, and that is Donald Trump's argument can be that he was paying Stormy Daniels hush money, uh, and he was paying her hush money because he didn't do it, uh, but she was trying to blackmail him, which makes him the victim. And Stormy Daniels, the bad guy. And I undoubtedly there would be people who buy it. The question is, would 12 jurors buy it? doesn't really matter if he can mount that defense. That, that's a plausible defense where he doesn't have to admit adultery. He doesn't have to say it was campaign cover-up. And he gets to be the victim here. That's a perfectly relevant defense for Trump. The question is, what is the defense that's going to be most likely to benefit him? And... I would suspect that there is evidence, given his prolific nature as a texter and as a correspondent, I would suspect Stormy Daniels has, uh, or she better have, some level of proof that they had this fling. And then that kind of negates uh, the idea that she was blackmailing him without any sort of proof beyond it. Um, that being said here, I, I just, I got a note uh, that we are, um, we're in a situation where, oh, there we go. Hang on. Uh, the first picture has come out of Donald Trump in the courtroom. Uh, the <laughs> buddy of mine just texted me that, you know, this ends with the Donald Trump stormy annual sex tape. It probably does. Um, but, uh, Donald Trump first photo released, he surrounded by his lawyers sitting down in a courtroom. Uh, as the charges are being read against him, he's looking towards the camera, which is actually towards the prosecutor there. 
uh, as this arraignment gets underway where they read the charges and he stands and as each charge is read, they ask him how he pleads. He will say not guilty to each of them. Not guilty, not guilty, not guilty, not guilty. Um, the underlying issue, again, is how does Alvin Bragg rope in a federal charge that federal law precludes a state prosecutor from pursuing? Uh, and how does how does he tie this all together in a way that satisfies a judge? Even if the judge is biased against Donald Trump, and, and there are... There are reports out about the judge clearly has political biases, which I'm sure he does as a New York judge, uh, ties into Biden. I see now Adam Schiff is also someone that people are alleging he's had uh, members of his family work for. Regardless of all of these things, the ultimate question is the judge at the end of the day has to find credibly these allegations and the way these charges are structured because the judge does not want to get overruled on appeal. However, if the judge decides for himself politically, it's better to make a bad call that's overruled on appeal to spare himself, he could do it. And that again gets to Trump's ability to argue that there is a, um, that this is an unfair election and an unfair judge with an unfair jury pool. 877-973-7425. Uh, we don't have a lot of information about the flow of things inside the courtroom right now, in large part because while a photographer was allowed in for a picture, reporters are not allowed in. Uh, journalists are not allowed in. They closed the courtroom here. And it is an extraordinary situation where you have Democrats now claiming that they're actually being too favorable to Donald Trump. You have talking heads of the left out there at the moment screaming that they're being, by not doing a mugshot of Donald Trump, by not doing a perp walk of Donald Trump, by not handcuffing Donald Trump, by not allowing reporters into the courtroom, they are being too favorable by Donald Trump. They are biasing themselves in his favor, which is, of course, nonsense, but it gives you an idea of the whiny nature of the prosecutorial uh, side of the Democrats right now. When it comes to this, uh, this is the first time we've had a president indicted or a former president indicted. You should, I think, just as common courtesy, tread lightly given the security concerns, the um, given the um, g- given the the Secret Service, given the nature of the history and all of that. But also, we should recognize that uh, Democrats have every incentive to play this to the hilt. Listen to the overwrought commentary as Donald Trump uh, arrived and stepped outside the glass doors to head to the courthouse. And I think it's worth taking a pause for a moment and recognizing the moment that we're in that we've never been in before. And that is that when he walked into that courthouse and he was escorted officially, Donald Trump, former president of the United States, front runner for the Republican nomination for president of the United States, is now under arrest. We've never seen it before. It is a sobering moment. And even though he's very consistent, sending out social media posts from the car saying again, seems so surreal, wow, they are going to arrest me. Can't believe this is happening in America. You could shorten that and say that for Donald Trump, perhaps he can't believe this is happening. 
He did not believe, certainly in this case, from the reporting from inside, that this was going to happen. And it has now happened. Donald J. Trump is under arrest. Andrew Weissman, your thoughts. Oh, your thoughts. Hey, liberal who hates Donald Trump, what are your thoughts now that I've set it up for you? Oh, good grief. The, 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 it's a sobering moment. Listen, as a guy who likes bourbon and cigar, I get sobering moments. This isn't one of them. <laughs> They've been wanting this forever. Again, y'all, I want to, I want to repeat this, this audio for you. This is through, this is 2017 to the present. This is a media montage. It takes three minutes, 42 seconds. This is the coverage of Donald Trump going back to January 20th, 2017, when he was sworn in as president of the United States. 58 House Democrats have recently voted to advance articles of impeachment. Impeach him first and then indict him. Yes, the president, a sitting president, can be indicted. Even if the president were to somehow find some way to terminate Mueller, the, the indictments would continue to grind. You could impeach anybody on anything. Uh, you can try and indict. He is not functioning as the president of the United States. Frankly, if he ever gets indicted, he'll have insanity as a defense, I suppose, from a criminal charge. Um, but it, it, it's hardly, you know, this is a serious matter. You're starting to hear people talk about the possibility that Donald Trump leaves office in two years and then finds himself in the crosshairs of these New York prosecutors. This sitting president can and should be indicted. President, there for sure is more than likely going to serve some jail time. It's clear that Trump is the target and he'll be indicted eventually. Uh, on the day Donald Trump leaves office, the Justice Department uh, may indict him. Now there is talk of jail time for the president. That Mueller could indict the president for obstruction of justice. Donald Trump should be indicted for calling a cooperating witness a rat. He should have been indicted. The sitting president can be indicted by the Justice Department. Why aren't we at the target, Trump, having committed crimes to get the presidency? So why aren't we at an indictment yet? I think there's generally consensus the president has probably committed indictable crimes. It's very strongly in favor of indicting the president when he is out of office. That there may be enough evidence to indict Trump. Is Donald Trump going to be indicted? Maybe it'll happen. Maybe he'll go to prison. I, you know. Will he ever see the inside of a prison cell? DA could get a ham sandwich indicted. Hey, listen. Trump's the Big Mac. Even if Donald Trump himself is not ever indicted, there is another way that prosecutors can actually indict the entire Trump org. We hope uh, that the Attorney General sees the importance of moving ahead uh, with this indictment moving ahead with locking Steve Bannon up. The whole enchilada, the whole company indicted by next week. Why not pursue it and see what happens? Merrick Garland, if you indict Trump, you'll be my person of the year, of the decade. The only thing worse than indicting him would be not indicting him. Would be folly not to indict them. Donald Trump is an ordinary citizen and is committing crimes right now. I like the idea of Mark Meadows going to jail for the rest of his life, but I still think that the committee has laid out that the person on top of all of this, in charge of all of this, doing all of this, was Donald Trump. I think now for him not to indict, frankly, would cause this country more harm than even if he indicts and there's a hung jury or not a successful conviction. I think there should be no in which they wouldn't indict. I don't think we should be treating him the way other ex-presidents were treated. I think the extent of what Donald Trump's done is so egregious 
that no attorney general, uh, no fair-minded attorney general would have any choice. According to The Atlantic, Garland is preparing to indict Trump despite moving at the cautious pace of an institutionalist. The only reasons Trump hasn't been indicted by now is because he's a former president and because he has hand-picked judges on his side. Accountability for some people means that we get a pound of flesh from Donald Trump and that he ends up behind bars. Don't you think it's about time for special counsel Jack Smith to just indict Trump? And would such a move take Trump off the campaign trail? Is this the charge you would want him to be indicted on? Would a January 6th DOJ indictment or say a Georgia election interference charge carry more weight? Yes, yes it would. That's six years. Six years of Democrats wish casting an indictment on Donald Trump. It has been fulfilled today. There's breaking news. The former president of the United States has just entered a plea of not guilty on all charges in lower Manhattan's criminal court. Now, before we step out, I got to remind you about the Eden Pure Thunderstorm three pack. The deal is happening right now. If you go to EdenPureDeals.com, you can put in the discount code Eric, E-R-I-C-K on the front page of that website, and you can get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms for less than $200. You're saving $200, and you get free shipping at EdenPureDeals.com. What is it? It's an air purifier. It is filterless, uses electrostatic plates, so you don't have to get a subscription to filters. You just wipe it out on occasion, and it gets rid of the dust and the pollen and the mold floating in the house. But more importantly, it's an odor eliminator. Litter box odors, pet odors, cooking odors, smoke odors, you name it, it gets rid of them. You got smoky odors in a car, wipes them out. Musty odors in a hotel room, wipes them out. In a basement, wipes them out. You cook in the kitchen and your exhaust vent doesn't work, like in my house, work takes out the bad odors. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm, you get three of them, one for upstairs, downstairs, your basement, your travel bag, your RV, whatever you need it for. EdenPureDeals.com is the website. The discount code is ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. You get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms for less than $200 at EdenPureDeals.com. So, (laughs) since I expanded in in the whole syndication thing nationwide, uh, after the show is over every day, I got to record a promo for the stuff I'm going to talk about tomorrow, which is difficult because with this show, you never know what you're going to talk about until you get here at noon and see all the breaking news and stuff. But I got to try. Today, it's very easy. So I can tell you exactly what we're going to talk about tomorrow. (laughs) Donald Trump's having a campaign rally at Mar-a-Lago tonight. He's invited a host of politicians, lawmakers, and others to come hang out with him. One of the big questions is going to be who shows up tonight? Who shows up? I actually think it would be kind of funny if Jeb Bush showed up because Jeb Bush has been pretty insistent this week that uh, this is ridiculous and this is a farce. It's only going to make matters worse in the country that he should not be indicted for these things. Jeb Bush, that Jeb Bush. Um, we'll see. I, I, I wouldn't surprise me if Lindsey Graham is there. You know Marjorie Taylor Greene is going to be there. Matt Gates is going to be there. Uh, the standard fare. I want to know who unusual is going to be there. But also, here's what I don't know. What's actually going to happen a year from now? Events change things. DeSantis is still going to announce. Pence is still going to announce. I suspect some of the rise in Donald Trump's polling over this is people taking a stand-by-your-man attitude that, that people like me who don't particularly care for Trump think this is outrageous, that this shouldn't happen. And so people who reflect that view are identifying as, yes, I support Donald Trump in the polling, but do they actually Will they in Iowa? Will they in New Hampshire? Will they in South Carolina? 
And will Trump, who is distracted building a legal case, be able to also maintain a run as a presidential candidate for 2024? The, the, the startling irony here, though, is if he were somehow to get elected president again while this is still ongoing, that would kind of put a monkey wrench in everything for the Democrats. They would be spitting mad over it. That would be kind of funny to see. Uh, at the same time, it would be kind of irresponsible, I think, to send Trump to the White House with all these pending investigations against him. The question, though, is what does Jack Smith do? Does Smith now charge him with federal crimes related to the Mar-a-Lago investigation into the classified documents? What about in Georgia? The Georgia case sure has gotten quiet down there. They got some motions going on. I say just move on. Let it all go. Move on. Let the Republicans find someone new and let that person beat Joe Biden. It's time to stop living in the past. It's time to move forward. But right now, we're stuck in perpetual Trump circus mode.